everyone. Welcome back to another episode of These Are the Valleys. Today's episode is about taking our problems, our frustrations, our worries, taking it all to him, giving it all to him. For me, y'all know I always start off with a personal anecdote, honey. But for me this last week, I realized that I had been feeling extremely frustrated with the demand that I felt like God had placed on my life and just all the weight and the whole dying to yourself daily, taking up your own cross kind of thing. It just started to feel a little heavy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about y'all, but crosses, crosses might be a little heavy. (laughs) They might be a little heavy. Um... And it was just difficult. It was difficult. And I was talking to a friend and actually I know him. I was talking to Aaronic Dorsey and I don't know, y'all. I was kind of going in for a second. I was going in. I lost my mind and <laughs> I was just kind of going in on God, like not in the worst kind of way, but just really talking about how frustrated I am with him and where he has me right now and his plan right now and this process that he has me in. I've just really, really been struggling with it. And I just really felt forgotten if I'm being honest and it was something it was a moment that I realized that I was hmm how do I say this I was being too Christian for my own good if that makes sense I think that a lot of times we're taught um one not to question God I know some people have heard that a lot of people I've talked to have actually been taught that in church which is not biblical uh I would ask you to pull up the scripture that tells us not to do that, but it is not there. Um, Two, that when we feel frustrated with God, we're not being Christian enough or we're not having faith enough or we're not having the peace that surpasses all understanding enough. And I think I talked about this in Sad in the Valley, but I feel like this, this needs specific attention as well because it's not that I'm sad right now. It's actually that I'm very upset, like I'm very mad and it's not something that is coming internally. It is I'm actually mad at God. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually frustrated with God where I was. I no longer am, but I was actually very frustrated with God and I wasn't allowing myself to feel those emotions out of the notion of trying to be so Christian and so holy and so faithful that I wasn't allowing myself to be real raw and open, not only with God, but also with myself to the point where I wasn't even realizing that I was mad with God. So I bring this up today because one, of course, God put it on my heart to talk about what I've been going through and also like the revelation that he's been giving me about that and what I've been learning about that since. But also, too, because I want to speak to y'all and help y'all understand that there is no God is not expecting us to be a robot, okay? God is not expecting us to be oh so faithful that we never become upset. I think the story that a lot of people use to illustrate this point is the story of the death of Lazarus, where Mary and Martha, who are dear friends of Jesus, as well as Lazarus, they send some um, messengers over to Jesus and are like, yo, our boy Lazarus, he down bad. Like he finna die. I need you to come because they believe that Jesus is a healer and he is. So Jesus is like, all right, bet I'm finna be on the way. Right. He do the black person. I'm finna be on the way. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. You say you on the way. You ain't even gotten a shower yet. 
So Jesus basically did that. Then he shows up a few days after Lazarus had died, y'all. Lazarus dies in the time it takes Jesus to show up. And the first thing that Martha says, love Martha. She's she's that girl. Martha runs out of the house and meets Jesus before he gets to the house. And is like, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's the first thing that she says. That's the first thing that she says to Jesus, to Jesus's face. Jesus Christ. She said that to his face, y'all. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. So I'm going to cut it. I'm going to cut it off right there to drive home this point real quick before I finish up the story. Um, Because I want y'all to realize like. And this is something I had to realize. Jesus is really not afraid of my emotions. Jesus is also not afraid of my reality. Jesus is not afraid of my perceptions. Jesus is not afraid of my frustrations. He's not afraid of, of my disappointments in him because it's not like she's just upset at her situation, period. She's upset at him. She feels like he messed up y'all like people don't talk about this enough for me because it made me feel or I made myself feel, let me take responsibility. I made myself feel like I couldn't do that. Like I really couldn't go to God and be mad at God and say exactly how I feel. Because really what I, what I was thinking was I got to come to God with Lord, I'm frustrated, but I'm humble. Father God, I'm here before your feet. I'm your humble servant. And that's just not how I was feeling. I was not feeling like that. I was not feeling like a humble servant. I was not feeling like being at your feet. I feel like, you know, me and you beefing right now. We ain't cool. It's pressure. You know what I'm saying? And so to continue the story, Martha says that, but then she says, um, I'm about to paraphrase because I don't remember the exact words, but basically she was like, but now that you're here, I believe, you know what I'm saying? You, you can handle this, blah, blah, blah. So essentially what happened was a two-step process where she did bring her feelings to Jesus. She let that be a whole, full, complete sentence, a complete thought. She brought that to him. Now, Martha better than me, because let me tell you something, that would have been in the conversation right there, right after, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. That would have been the end of conversation for me right there. But Martha is better than me. And she follows it up with um, a statement of faith and who he is and his ability to change the outcome of what she currently saw. So I say all this to say there is proof <laughs> in the Bible that it's okay to state your emotions at the time to Jesus. Jesus did not like smite her down. You know what I'm saying? Or send her to hell. Like this is his friend. He literally sat there with compassion, compassion and looked on her. And then later on, he cried with them. He cried with her. You get what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times I forget how compassionate Jesus is and that he was also human. I always do this. I, I tell y'all this all the time, but I always forget how human Jesus was. I always do. I always strip him of his humanity and make him completely God. And while that is true, while that is true, two things are simultaneously true about Jesus, right? He was fully human as well as fully God. So I think we have to remember that when it comes to 
being intimidated to let him know how we feel or being intimidated to be real with him because at the end of the day, he was walking, talking man like us. And so I think he can understand. I know he can understand our frustrations. A lot of times I like to look at our relationship with God from like a a parent child perspective. And I always think of, or I recently was thinking of the Disney channel movies and how like the kid storms up to the room after the parent grounds him and is like, I hate you and slams the door. Couldn't be me, baby. I would be black eyed and tooth gone. But, (laughs) and the parent still loves the child. The parent still loves the child, right? The parent doesn't like kick the child out of the house, disown the child, blah, blah, blah. Like the parent still loves the child, even though the child is expressing some negative emotions toward the parent. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I said, I hate God. I ain't ain't saying I did all that now. But what I'm saying is I was like that child that was hurt and went and slammed the door and said, I hate you. I was like that. And I don't think that God, since he is the best father, right? The father to the fatherless, a friend to the friendless. And since he is inherently good, there's no way that he can hear us say that and then be like, oh, I'm about to get her. I'm about to get her right now. Now, let me say this. I do think that there is a difference between bringing and presenting your frustrations and feelings to God and blaspheming. I think that there is a difference. And I do think that we need to be cognizant of that and use your um, discretion and use your Holy Spirit on the inside of you to let you know where that line is for you. But um, yeah, I wouldn't like for me, I wouldn't have said I hate you to God. But what I did say is I felt like God was leading me into a brick wall. I said that. That's truly how I felt. You get what I'm saying? So I think there's a difference between telling him how you feel and then like straight up blaspheming and forgetting like who you talking to at the end of the day you know what i'm saying y'all know y'all mamas be like who you talking to i'm not one of your little friends (laughs) oh my goodness but it's kind of like that you know what i'm saying like you can still bring your feelings up to him and i'm not saying you gotta be like oh holiest of father i am maybe possibly slightly not the most happy at this moment you know what I'm saying I'm not saying you got to sugarcoat it but I do think there is a level uh there is a level of respect that we still need to maintain when we're bringing these things to him um I was reading up on some scriptures that may have helped with this situation and Proverbs 3 6 stood out to me where it says in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight I just feel like I I, I was skipping over the in all your ways, acknowledge him type thing in this specific context, because in all the ways you feel, bring that to him in all the ways you feel, acknowledge him. And what will he do? He'll straighten it out. Y'all, he'll straighten it out. Uh, Pastor Mike Todd always talks about God can't heal who you pretend to be. He can only heal who you really are. And I think that that's so powerful. I that kept that in my pocket. Okay, honey, wrote it on the inside of my diary. It's in my wallet, <laughs> like for real, because I think sometimes, like I mentioned earlier, I was trying to be so quote unquote Christian, so quote unquote faithful, so quote unquote holy that I was putting on a mask in front of my own eyes so much so that I couldn't even recognize myself so much so that I'm going, I'm going to God. I'm writing in my prayer journal. God, thank you for a lovely day. Thank you for a da da da. But really my heart is hardened. But really, 
I don't feel like spending time with him. But really, I've been avoiding quiet time. I don't want to hear his voice. I don't want to hear nothing else he got to say. I don't want to follow any more instructions. That's how I was feeling. And so it's like, we sometimes forget that God can read our heart above all else. Your heart is what matters above all else. So if you sit here smiling in God's face, talking about, Lord, I'm here, I'm helping you. How can I serve you? Da, da, da. But your heart is hardened. What benefit of that? What benefit is that to God? What benefit is that to your relationship? That's like, I think sometimes we, let me speak for myself. Sometimes I forget that this is a real relationship. And it gets hard for me to put God in a real relationship kind of dynamic with myself. But if my significant other made me mad, I'm going to let him know that he made me mad. You get what I'm saying? I'm not about to hide that and stew on it and tell everybody else about it and let it fester. And da, da, da. I mean, I have done that in the past. It didn't get me anywhere. It was not fruitful. It was not beneficial. It was not healthy. And so I think sometimes we forget that. We can have an unhealthy relationship with God and it will be entirely our faults because we refuse to do the things that we know to do with other human beings with God. So I say this to say, if you want a healthy relationship with God, if you want healthy um, love, healthy submission, you want to submit to somebody who your heart is not hardened to. Okay. Um, you want to love somebody properly with your full heart, not with half your heart, not with just your head, but with the whole thing. There's a scripture that talks about how God will switch out our heart and heart and give us a heart of flesh, which essentially means. Oh, it was like a heart of stone. I think that's what he said. Actually, let me just look it up. Yeah, I found it. Ezekiel 36, 26 in the NIV says I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Y'all, what God is promising here is that he's not mad at us when our heart gets hardened. I think that's human nature. I think it's something that we we just do like over time. The heart can get hard. But what God is promising us here is a new one. A heart of flesh is a beating heart. A heart of flesh is a working heart. A heart of flesh is a heart full of blood that's pumping and moving and circulating. Not only that, God talks about putting a new spirit in us. I don't know about y'all, but there was a point in time, I think probably when I first started this podcast, where I was like on fire. Like I was on fire fire for God there was nothing anybody could ever say against my God you know what I'm saying <laughs> and as of lately I'm just like I don't know baby this this is all okay this is not for the week this is not for the week but God is telling us that he will put a new spirit in us not only does that reference Holy Spirit but that also references the fire the spirit of fire that we sometimes have it's God's responsibility to restore that to us so like Pastor Mike Todd was saying he can't give that to somebody who's pretending there's not a problem he can't help somebody that don't want to be helped and won't acknowledge the problem in the first place the first step during the 12 steps of recovery is acknowledgement Okay, and I think that that's the same case here. We can't continue to pretend that we're not upset. We can't continue to pretend that we're not frustrated. We can't continue to pretend that we're not disappointed or hurt or grieving if we are. 
These are not things that God wants us to run from or take elsewhere or deal with on our own. These are also things that he really, really wants to help us with. That he really, really wants us to be open and honest about. That's how you create intimacy. If you never told your significant other or your friends about anything you were struggling with, how deep do you think that relationship really is? Your deepest relationships are the ones that are defined by the ones who know your deepest, darkest secrets, who have seen you in the most pain, who've seen you in the most vulnerability or in the most vulnerable state. So if you won't allow God to do that, if we won't allow God to do that, how how deep is our relationship really? How intimate are we really with him? He knows us, but how well do we know him? You don't know somebody till you trust them with a secret. Till you put some pressure on them. You get what I'm saying? Give God the opportunity to show you that he's listening. Give God the opportunity to show you that he's a comforter. Give God the opportunity to show you that he's a healer. And that he will go according to his word in Ezekiel 36 and 26 and give you a new heart of flesh. So I encourage y'all as I wrap this episode up to go to God, not only with your frustration, your feelings, your pains, your hurts, your traumas, your this and your that. But also go with him with the request of a new heart and a new spirit because he can do that for you. You don't have to do that on your own. You can't do that on your own. You get what I'm saying? Y'all get what I'm saying. Oh, baby, I don't know. That got a little passionate at the end. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit. <laughs> but yeah, y'all, thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of These Are The Valleys. Y'all already know what it is. Rate, review, hit the DMs at Jasmine. Ooh, at the Jasmine Cambridge. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet. But for now, y'all, these are the valleys. Bye.